city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Are you ready? Tell me who can stop me. I'm in the zone. Competition's none in the league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Now who can stop me? I'm in the zone. Competition's none in the league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Welcome to this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Glad to be with you for another week. This week there won't be any guests, but I'll make sure that I keep you informed on everything that's going on around the Alliance and the XFL. And I'm going to give it to you like only the A-Train can. This show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair. We can get your consultation with Kendra Dean. She will get you the info that you need to help you level up on your credit and get you started towards financial freedom. Make sure that you check her out on Instagram at unlimitedcredit850. And also you can go and schedule your consultation appointment at vkcreditrepair.as.me. That's VK Credit Repair. Also, Preferred Realty Investment Company, Lady Shannon, will help you get your clothes to sell, you know, to sell your home if you're looking to do so. She can get you closed down in 30 days. Uh, or if you're looking to enroll, you know, to help better your credit, call Lady Shannon today, 636-383-9396, 636-383-9396 for Preferred Realty Investment Company, where you make moves that move you. Let's go to Alliance to XFL Week 4 Fallout. Well, let's start with the week four recap of the Alliance. Um, Those that watch Orlando remains undefeated at 4-0. They beat Salt Lake 20-11. Great game from Gary Gilbert and Charles Johnson. Once again, it's a one-two punch over in Orlando. And I think Steve Spurrier has done an excellent job with this group. And they remain at 4-0. However, on the other side, Birmingham who was 3-0 coming into the game. They took an L to uh, San Antonio. And as San Antonio moves up to 2-2, and Birmingham now drops to 3-1 second in the East. What I saw on that game was uh, Luis Perez. You know, I spoke highly of him, you know, on the last couple shows. But he's making some errant throws that just not looking so hot at all. And it's looking... He's looking real rough as as a quarterback. I know he's going to remain the quarterback, but he's going to have to do better because uh, they're going to need some of his quarterback play, and that defense is not going to be able to carry him, you know, as much as you can see in that game against San Antonio. Speaking of San Antonio, what a game from Kenneth Farrell. Ran for 30 times, 142 yards. He was offensive player of the week for week four. And right now he is second in the league in rushing behind San Diego Fleet's Jaquan Gardner. And you better be careful, Jaquan, because uh, Kenneth Farrell is is coming up. And if you don't, if you're not careful, he's going to take over that league rushing title. 
going into week five. So big game for him. Big game for San Antonio as they got back to even at two and two. And I'm impressed by the teams, uh, Memphis and Atlanta, who finally chose to use their backups. And because they used their backups, they actually got W's this past week. Memphis won 26-23 over San Diego. You know, so they got their first win. So big ups to Mike Singletary and the staff over in Memphis. And also Kevin Coyle got his first win in a really gritty, crazy game against uh, the Arizona Hotshots. And so I was impressed by that. And uh, even though the game was hilarious, I, I, I let's be honest, the game was hilarious, you know. Hearing Andrew Ciliano and, and Sean O'Hara and Marvin Lewis call that game was hilarious from start to finish. I, I don't think I've heard a game call like that in quite some time. We got to do something different about that. But it, it was good for that moment, you know. It was a weird and crazy game, but Atlanta pulled it out. Aaron Murray got, uh, got the win in place of uh, the injured Matt Sims. So that was cool. And now there might be some more competitive games coming up in the next week. Speaking of which, I will say this, is that the ratings for the Alliance have been consistent, even on this past week, they were actually down quite a bit. Now, anything between the 400,000 and 600,000 range for a cable game is pretty good especially for a first season of a league that not too many people really even knew about or what it was going to be like. So because it's football, people are actually watching those games. And so you have to give credit to Charlie Ebersole, Bill Polian, and, and all of the crew and the staff that put these games together, you know, with the evolution of the Sky Judge, you know, a lot of innovations that you don't normally see in an NFL game, you're getting that here in the Alliance. And have you got a chance to check out the app? I've actually played on it, and it's it's pretty cool. The only thing I don't like is the times when they have to punt or they're kicking. You can't really make a choice. You have to either pass, uh, run, and pick out if it's a first down, if they're going to go to the left, the middle, or the right, or uh, if they're going to get a touchdown. It's all in one shake, and you get points for that, and it's building up your score. It's like it's like a fantasy game of sorts, but you're playing on both sides, so basically what you're doing is you're being like the coach. You have to predict what's the next choice they're going to make, and you can do it while you're watching the game, or you can follow the game on your app. And so that is actually pretty awesome. And I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL is watching that as well. You know, you're hearing rumblings that they're, they're going to get a sky judge, but kudos to the Alliance of American Football for the job that they're doing, and they're doing it quite well so far. Coming up, we got week five, and there's going to be a game on TNT now. Beforehand, it was only supposed to be for just one game and the playoffs. But now Turner has now added two games and both of those games will feature the Orlando Apollo, especially with this upcoming matchup that they have against the Birmingham Iron. This is for 
to see if they can tie for first place if Birmingham gets the W or if Orlando can go two games ahead of the Birmingham Iron. This is a big one, and it's in Birmingham. So fans in Birmingham, if you're listening to this, I hope you, that you go out and you check out this game because it should be an amazing, amazing event. And this is big, so get a chance to look at it. And I know it's early right now, but those are the two teams that you're going to be talking about pretty much for the entire season. And so they may be the two teams that you'll see in the playoffs. Now, if Atlanta and Memphis can make strong surges when the second half returns, hey, you never know what may happen. So, but right now it's looking like those two teams are going to be the front runners in the East uh, at a chance to go to the Alliance Championship in Las Vegas. So big matchup there. Also, you got coming up, we got San Diego, it's gonna be at home against Salt Lake. Memphis and Atlanta, they both have to face off against each other, so somebody's gonna get their second win. And that's on CBS Sports Network and Arizona and San Antonio. Now, with those two teams, with San Antonio and Arizona, I want to see how Kenneth Farrell goes against Arizona. You know, Arizona hasn't been the, the biggest on defense, even though last week they only gave up 14 points in the loss. But I want to see how they go against Kenneth Farrell. That's going to be the key. The thing even for Memphis and the Atlanta game is I want to see how well Aaron Murray does against uh, Aaron Murray, excuse me, against the Memphis defense, and you know my Singletary is going to have a plan to try and get him out of action as well because Aaron likes to use his feet as he did last week uh, against Arizona. And for San Diego and Salt Lake, my goodness, San Diego's uh, offense was up to par, but it wasn't enough to get them a win against Memphis. So you'll see what happens with uh, that team in uh, Salt Lake, who is struggling to get things going offensively and defensively. So um, it should be a, a good one for San Diego. Make sure that you go to AllianceXFL.com. You can check out the odds that's coming up for week five. And uh, make sure you check out our power rankings and you can see who are the league leaders of the Alliance's inaugural season. And like I said before, Orlando, Birmingham is going to TNT. Uh, Salt Lake and San Diego will be on NFL Network at 7 Central. Uh, Atlanta and Memphis is at 3 Central on CBS Sports Network. And Ben Holden and Anna Marcelletta are on the call for that. And Arizona is at home against San Antonio. And that's, again, that's on NFL Network at 7 p.m. Make sure you grab your tickets and you can check out some great action football. And definitely, if you're not able to get to the game, make sure you're able to watch the game and you can even follow it on the Alliance app. So coming up after the break, Johnny Manziel may be working out in the AAF. You'll find out right after this. You're listening to the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In The Zone Network. This is In The Zone. They all want to know who, what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got... You got Benjamin Albright and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In The Zone Network. 
My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days, and in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off in 30 days. That's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and VK Credit Repair. I'm Alexander for the Zone Network. I got newest sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon, uh, Preferred Realty Investment Company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you'll be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? Got it. So you are Preferred Realty Investment Company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to The Real in the Zone Network. This is it. Back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. As always, this show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair and Preferred Realty Investment Company. It's time now for Alliance to XFL News and Notes. Time now for the Alliance to XFL News and Notes. Johnny Menzel is in the news again. This time as CBSSports.com went out and put out a report that is saying that Johnny Manziel could possibly be looking towards the Alliance of American Football. I would have to believe so, but I think the XFL would suit better for him because they're going to need a name in that league. So it would just would make perfect sense for Johnny to go there. But however... The league has made a stance on keeping it clean. So with this recent news that Johnny Manziel, who was released by the CFL's Montreal Alouettes, is detrimental to the XFL and their rules. So I really think that it would be if he's willing to get a second chance, I would think that the XFL would need to do some bending a little bit on the rules. Now, I mean, like, when he comes into the league, he already has two strikes on him. And if you break that, then you're out of here. That could be said for Greg Hardy, but Greg Hardy's been a quote-unquote repeated offender. So, I mean, it'd be it's a sticky situation, you know, but I really think that Manziel would be better off in the XFL. Now, 
if he does play for the Alliance, he's going to have to play for the San Antonio Commanders because of where he played school, and that was at Texas A&M. And if he really wants to get back to the NFL, then the Alliance is where he would need to go. He would need to play three years to indicate that he's willing to go back to the league. But if he's not thinking about that, the XFL got to entertain I don't see why not. And the stipulations in his contract would indicate, you know, what he would need to do to stay out of trouble. Because they said initially, Vince did, that they didn't want anybody with a criminal record. It was harsh, very harsh. But I don't think that you, you have to dig a little deeper to see if they're really looking forward to taking a second chance that wanted to play football again. And Manziel would be quite, quite the talent, quite the, the name that the XFL could utilize quite well, especially for marketing purposes. You never know what you can really get out of, but it's gonna seem like it's gonna be a lot. So I would see if Manziel will wanna come to the XFL. But if he goes to the Lions, that means he's serious about getting back to the league and he wants to restart. Now, that whole story with him and the LOS is just crazy all by itself. You can go check it out at CBSSports.com. I kind of brief it a little bit, but he was banned by the LOS. So he not was just released, but he was also banned by the team. So it was uh, some conduct that... You know, it was breach of contract. So they had to release him. They had to go by their rules because that's what was stipulated. So a lot of people are thinking that he did that on purpose just so he can come back to the States and he can play because there's been reports that CFL players are not getting any good opportunities to come to the States and play and possibly pay, play on the NFL or play with the NFL. So that's weird. And... I hope that they do something better for it. I don't know the CFL looks at it as a sort of a competitor. You should be able to give any opportunity to any individual that wants to play at the highest level. And you know the CFL ain't the highest level. The Alliance is not the highest level. The XFL is not the highest level. A lot of people want to get to the NFL. Speaking of which about the NFL, there were executives of the XFL and the Alliance at the NFL Combine. And so they are looking for talent to probably showcase, not probably, come on, let's be real. They're trying to showcase them. Those that don't get drafted, they're going to want them. They're going to want to play. And so if they don't make camps, NFL training camps, you will have a place in the Alliance or in the XFL. Now, the Alliance and XFL, they, they say that they don't want, not don't want, don't want to, no, I'll say it, don't want to stop their progress. They don't want to stop their progress of getting to the NFL, but they want them to play in their, per, in their league. So that way they don't have to have any hassles, but they're going to have hassles because these guys want to play in the NFL. Now, the biggest game changer that I've spoke about on 
Twitter, Facebook, is that what about the possibility of freshmen and sophomores playing in the XFL? That they leave early and not having to play in the NFL so early. Now, the contract situation for them is they're saying it's going to be a three-year deal. And the alliance is already three years. But in the XFL, it's going to be three years as well. And that's not being put out there. But it should be. It's in small print. Let me put it like that. Because they were talking about how tier one players in the salary tier structure, which you can find at Alliance to XFL on Twitter and on Facebook. And big ups to This Is The XFL Show for putting out the structure. And they do a terrific job. I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't listen to their show because they actually have a great show. Uh, if you don't listen to this one, make sure you check out This Is The XFL Show because they have been dynamic since they've begun. And they were able to put together the, the tier status on what the salary should look like. And it was like, well, major tier one players should gain anywhere from 250000 to $250,000 is at the starting salary. But it could get high as 400000 to $600,000. And those are guys, they're saying more likely quarterbacks. Now, if running backs are in this picture, that'll be good for them or wide receivers. I think they should get a cut of that money as, as well. But they're looking at them as only one player is going to get that type of contract. However, I think they should kind of stretch it out to just maybe two, maybe three. You never know what kind of pool of players you're going to get. And so if you get that, you might as well pay them as well. Don't put them in tier two or tier three. Put them in tier one because they can help benefit your franchise, especially if you're in the first year status. So I would be impressed if they were able to bend the salary structure a little bit more. You can all find that online. And uh, Reddit has been a good place as well. And uh, the biggest thing about it is uh, I'm – I'm more impressed on how everything is progressing for the XFL as they're getting ready for 2020. So it's going to be interesting to see what what happens from here on out. The Alliance TV ratings, if I spoke about it in the first segment, don't mind this segment here. But the ratings for the Alliance have been pretty good. You know, they stay in the range of 400,000 to 500,000, maybe 600,000 viewers. And that's where you want it, especially for a cable network with having an inaugural season of football. People are watching football. The attendance may not be great. And you can check and you can check out the attendance figures at alliance to xfl.com and you'll see that, you know, it has been great attendance. It's probably cuz it's been cold. I believe as we get into the last few weeks of the season, the attendance may pick up more because it'll start getting a little bit warmer and you'll expect something uh, good to come out of it because people come out, they want to see football. It's just, it's too cold. Now, mind you, the, the, the prices, fine. There's nothing wrong with those. 
and people are coming out and they're cheering for their teams. But here's the thing, it's been cold. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I can't say the same about Orlando. Orlando, they had about 20,000, 25,000 people coming out. But it's, the more they keep winning, I think more people will come out. They'll support it because it's their football team. Also, the fourth XFL coach has been named. Mark Tressman is the newest coach of the XFL. And he's gonna take over Tampa. So we got four coaches now. Bob Stoops in Dallas, Pep Hamilton in DC, Jim Zorn in Seattle, and Mark Tressman in Tampa. And you'll get a chance to hear that. And you can hear how that went down right now. Oliver, thank you for the uh, kind introduction. I want to thank all of you for coming today. and also want to thank uh, those involved in putting this event together on this beautiful uh, Tampa day, this sunny day in Tampa. Um, I come here today with, honestly, a great level of humility and appreciation to Oliver and his entire staff for the opportunity to be on the ground floor of the, the rebirth of the new XFL. And I get to do it alongside Bob Stoops and Pep Hamilton and my friend Jim Zorn, as well as other coaches that are going to join us soon. It all started about two months ago for me when Oliver reached out. He explained his genuine reasons for taking on this challenge. And without quoting him, he made it clear that he wanted to build the XFL the right way, that honored and respected our game, a league that would be properly marketed and it would be thoughtfully produced, and it could be sustainable over time. He explained that we could do it professionally in an entertaining fashion, yet creating a product on the field that we could recognize and appreciate under the new vision of Vince McMahon. Oliver was kind enough to come to Toronto in mid-January, just after I had both of my hips replaced. We spent a lot of time talking about the game of football, a game we both truly love, and possible ways to improve it engage, and engage our fans along the way. He was gracious and transparent, and he answered a lot of my questions. And his answers and demeanor made it very clear to me that his process of building the new XFL would be an inclusive process with experienced group of professionals executed at a high level of integrity. And that excited me. And then after speaking with him, I was, I was really convinced that Mr. McMahon was not only enthusiastically committed to financially backing the league and getting it right, but also he was giving Oliver, his new coaches, and his support and operations people time, almost a year to do the necessary things to get our league in organized and thoughtfully created. And then the closer for me was Oliver, He's a man of great integrity, and he's got experience with these startup types endeavors. For me personally, I'm excited to be in Tampa. I started my coaching career here in Florida, working for Coach Schnellenberger, where he found something in me that I really never saw in myself as a young UM law student, and then on with Jimmy Johnson. Both men taught me a lot about life and a lot about the game uh, as I started my coaching career. I got to recruit this side of Florida during my time as a coach at Miami, and I took the Florida bar exam just a few miles away from this venue. I spent a year with the Bucks in the late 80s before moving on. 
And I'm also familiar with this region's love of the game, love of sports in general. And I'm humble and confident that we're going to work incredibly hard to give football fans in this area and their families a quality product. And then next February, when we begin to play the games, look at what we have. We're going to have the best climate in all the league for families and their fans to watch quality football affordably. And the other part of it, which is going to be great for our players, is we have the best surface in the United States right here at Raymond James to play it on. As Oliver has said many times in his travels, and I've heard him say that, we're not here in town to compete against the Bucks or the NFL, where I had a chance and good fortune and privilege of coaching for almost 20 years. I've got great respect for Coach Arians. His record speaks for itself, as we all know, and I am certainly confident that he and his staff are going to do a tremendous job of building the Glazers franchise. But we're here today in March of 2019 to begin, to begin building a strong, proud franchise in the beautiful Tampa Bay area to creatively reimagine the game, yet still, as Oliver always reminds us, while still respecting the great game of professional football. Our immediate task over the next few months will be to do an outstanding job and a detailed work in hiring professional coaches and who will not only inspire our players but teach them and develop them to be great both on and off the field. And then we'll move into late summer and fall where we begin to evaluate our player pool. I foresee two or three things. Number one, we're going to see players who have a desire to play in the NFL. And right here, they're going to have the opportunity to show you that they deserve to be there. There'll be others who have played in the NFL and would like to have another shot at it. And they will get it. Some will get it. And then finally, you're going to have some players who know their NFL careers are over but still love the game. And the common denominator between all three groups, in my opinion, is that they're going to have a tremendous love for the game. Their talent will still be at the level that allows them to play entertaining and exciting football, and they'll have great work ethic. I truly foresee that. This is going to be a great opportunity for young men to continue to play football, the game they love, to get paid for it, and I think positively contribute to our community right here in Tampa, both on and off the field. And finally, and most importantly, as we move into the season, the goal for our team is really simple. Looks simple, but it's hard. Let me put it that way. We're going to try to play as fast as we can, as smart as we can, disciplined in physical football. And we're going to do it in an exciting and entertaining fashion where we'll have a team that not only the XFL will be proud of, our team will be proud of, but this entire community will be proud of as well. So thank you again for having me here today. Oliver, thank you for this unbelievable opportunity to participate in this new league in this great area, which I am so familiar with. So it's time to get started. Thank you very much. There you have it, Mark Tressman, the new Tampa coach. So we got four coaches left. We got St. Louis, Los Angeles, Houston, and New York. And we're going to see as the upcoming months wind down, especially in the winter heading towards spring, we'll see who the new coaches are and find out about new names. And what are your thoughts on new names? We actually asked a poll on who would you root for 
in this upcoming season from the four coaches that we put out, and that was Stoops, Hamilton, Tressman, and Zorn. And 51% of you said you're going to cheer for Bob Stoops. So you guys wanted to see the first-time pro coach, Bob Stoops, try and see what he does in Dallas. And you know what? I'm intrigued, too, and I want to see what happens uh, with him there. And I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited for all of this. And uh, I think the next stop is going to be St. Louis. And if you heard back in episode two, the, the name was that was thrown out by Benjamin Albright was Jim Haslam. Now, foes in St. Louis said they would rather see Isaac Bruce. I would too, but I don't think he's going to be the guy. Now, with that said, I do believe that he should still be a part of the XFL St. Louis team in some capacity, whether it's in the front office or out there coaching, because I believe him being there is going to be dynamic for St. Louis, their fans, and the XFL as a whole. So we'll definitely see what happens. You can give us your thoughts on that. Uh, make sure that you go and check out AllianceXFL.com. Uh, check out all the news. Check out our blogs. You check out his updates on Twitter at AAF to XFL and on Facebook. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the In The Zone Network on Podomatic. And it's also coming soon to Spotify. All right. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you check out our wonderful sponsors, Preferred Realty Investment Company and VK Credit Repair. This is the A-Train, Arlington Lane, signing off. We'll catch you for another edition of the Alliance XFL show right here on the In The Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the End Zone Network. I got a new sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon of Preferred Realty Investment Company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? Got it. So you are Preferred Realty Investment Company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and BK Credit Repair. This is In The Zone. They all want to know what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got, you got Benjamin Albright and, and Albert Breer 
on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network.